0: Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Dotus Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account That's donorstrust.org slash justnews. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday. We've got a great show for you. We're going to talk to Scott Rasmussen. His polling data is always right on. One of my good friends and really, truly one of the great political thinkers in America. And then one of the greatest investigators in congressional history. He did some of the most consequential things a decade or two ago, then went to the State Department. And today he's the national spokesman for AMAC, our good friend Bobby Charles. So much to talk about. First, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. There have been some pretty extraordinary polls out in recent weeks, I think really giving a snapshot of where America is, whether it's Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and even Joe Manchin in a third party. And I couldn't think of a better person to help make sense of it. He always keeps things right in the center of common sense, and his polling data is always right on one of my good friends and really, truly one of the great political thinkers in America, our good friend, Scott Rasmussen. Scott, welcome back to the show.
1: John, always great to be with you, especially with an intro like that. I'll keep coming back.
0: <laughs> All right. I can take you up on that. It's true. I mean, I subscribe to your service. I learn so much. And I think you have a knack for finding some of the underbelly currents that a lot of pollsters blow by. And they're just little things going on in the American psyche right now that I think are maybe indicative of a little dial adjustment going on. But I want to start, let's start with the two big names in politics, Joe Biden, the president, and Donald Trump, the former president, doesn't seem to go away. What are you seeing? Trump seems to be rising despite two indictments. That really confuses me as a journalist. And Joe Biden really does seem to have some extra weight on the back of his car right now. The age question seems to be becoming more and more relevant to people.
1: Well, let's start with President Trump. Uh, it's absolutely true that in a lot of polling he's gotten a little bit of a bounce since the indictments. Um, some of that and I and I want to just be you know blunt about being cautious about some of the polling we're seeing um, a lot of these polls are of registered voters, um, you know Republican registered voters, and that's a lousy way to gauge a primary race. Um, You know, in fact, just to give you a sense of scale, half of voters today, half of registered voters today uh, don't know that a debt ceiling deal has been reached yet. They're just not tuned into politics. They have a real life to live. Likely
0: voters are all that matters, right?
1: Right. And trying to determine likely voters in a primary is difficult when you're close to it, really difficult this far out. So I tend to think, you know, we look at what I would call high propensity voters, voters who are likely to vote. And Donald Trump among those voters uh, has gotten a little bit smaller bounce than he has among registered voters um, and in states that are decide- you know that will be very important early where the campaigns are heating up in Iowa and New Hampshire um it's not clear what's happening uh the reason he gets a bounce is because rally around the flag you know i can beat up my brother all i want but don't anybody else dare pick on him uh it's kind of the mindset and republican voters are like you know it's it's they don't like what's happening. They think it's a double standard. Um, I would say the caution in the data is an awful lot of voters, including Republican voters, um, while they think there's a double standard. And even if they don't think that the former president broke the law, there is a concern about the cavalier manner, in which he appears to have treated some of the documents. Yes, yeah, that's right. Uh and so that's, a, I think, more than the legal issue, that's the potential threat. Now, as for for President Biden, uh, look, you know, the number one defining feature for any president is the economy. It's not going great. It's not going terrible right now. I think he's making a, a, an incredible long shot bet trying to take credit for Bidenomics. Uh, That's a hard sell right now. (laughs) A hard sell. The grocery store really pisses you off. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. But, um, yeah, the age issue is there. There are concerns. I think the the challenge on the Democratic side is they don't have, um, you know, an answer to what if Joe Biden doesn't run. You know, if Donald Trump were to stop right now, the race would be between Ron DeSantis and some other contender. Um, On the Democratic side, it's not clear what that would be. Kamala Harris would be the presumptive front runner, but we just saw NBC polling calling her the most unpopular vice president in history. Uh, The Democrats, you know, don't want her to run, so that's there's there's a lot of a, a lot of volatility on that side.
0: Yeah, that's a really great assessment of where things are. There was one dynamic that has not changed, whether it's likely voters or registered voters. DeSantis hasn't made the move and bump that you would expect him from getting in the race. He kind of, in fact, in the New Hampshire poll, which was likely voters from St. Anselm, which is really, I think, the best poll for New Hampshire. It's always on the money there. DeSantis has dropped a little bit and Trump's going up in New Hampshire. Has Ron DeSantis just not gotten that original slingshot that most candidates get when they get into the race?
1: I, I think Ron DeSantis got that bounce before he announced. I mean, it was so obvious that he's been running; he's been talked about as the likely front runner. Um, and look, there's something else about this which you don't win a campaign on paper. You know, running for president is a horrible process, um, and the, the worst place you the worst place you can enter is with high expectations. Um, you know, back in 2007. When Barack Obama entered that race, hardly anybody knew who he was. Uh, if you watch his early statements, his early speeches, his early debates, he wasn't very good. But he could make those clumsy mistakes when nobody was paying attention. Ron DeSantis jumps in as the presumptive uh, challenger to the king, and he every mistake he makes, every not perfect statement or campaign tactic they use uh, gets scrutinized. So the other... Candidates running have the benefit of obscurity, but uh, uh, but DeSantis, I think, just got his bounce ahead of time, and now is trying to prove that he's worthy of it.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be weird because we may have a Republican debate in August, which, of course, is really the job interview, We're at the beginning of the job interview process. And the top two guys may not attend. Donald Trump may not attend, and Ron DeSantis may not attend. That, that's a I can't remember a dynamic where that's happened in the past. There's just so many things that I think are going to play out over the next few months. I want to ask about the preference and policies because of all the polls I've read in the last two months, the one that Democrats privately tell me bother them more than anything else is the Harvard-Harris Caps poll this past weekend, which, by the way, has been capturing a trend line for about three or four months. There seems to be a preference to lower taxes, a preference to some of the Republican policies that are at the heart of the Republican agenda right now, and a dialing away a little bit of the Green New Agenda and some of the liberal policies that you know got Biden elected. Is there that adjustment going in now, which is, hey, we tasted it tried this and it isn't quite what we like. And maybe my grocery store bill makes me angry at it. It seems like there's a little bit of preference towards Republican policies that I haven't seen, you know, in the 18, 20 months out from an election.
1: Um, The answer is yes, you're starting to see some of that. Part of it is um, when any president gets elected, uh, their party, you know, is at peak enthusiasm. And so the minute a Democrat comes into office, you're going to see a gradual erosion in the number of Democrats and preference for Democratic policies. I think in the Biden case, it was a little bit more so because basically he ran from the basement. That election was all about him not being Donald Trump, just as much of Trump's election was about not being Hillary Clinton. So he came into office, and I think it would be fair to say that he ran a far more progressive effort than, uh, than he promised to voters. Um, and that has, that has a price to it, uh, especially on, you know, not just on economic issues, but cultural issues. But, you know, the overall trend you're saying is absolutely right. Um, you know, we've asked voters, uh, now that they've reached a debt ceiling deal, should they, you know, spend at the levels of that deal or should they cut spending further? And people overwhelmingly say cut spending further. We ask about what if – would you prefer the Democrats in the Senate are going to call for more spending? The House Republicans are going to call for less. Which do you prefer? And by a two-to-one margin, voters prefer that less-spending Republican option. So I think there's some things there. And bluntly, part of it is the progressives have gotten – I guess you'd say they jumped the shark in some issues.
0: Yeah. Now listen, there's always a value in knowing where the sensitivity testing is with voters. And I think they got a little exuberant. And the, the left side of their party, even when the party hasn't gone as far as it, They make it sound like they've gone that far. And that really does give people some there's such an exuberance in the far left of the party that sometimes they oversell even where the president is. That further, I think, has made people really uncomfortable. We're a long way from elections and history is going to change a 100 times between now and when the first votes are cast in the primary and caucuses. What are the dynamics you, as someone who's watched, I think, every major election in the last 50 years, what are the dynamics you're watching for to tell you where this country's headed in 2024?
1: Well, when you start talking about the general election in 2024, the starting point, and James Carville nailed it in 1992, it's the economy.
0: He sure did, didn't he? Yeah, that's right.
1: And the measure I use to follow that is people's perceptions of their personal finances getting better or worse. Uh, uh, I don't expect we're going to have a morning in America 1984 economy next year. But if we were if that were to happen, um, there's absolutely no way the Republicans will elect a president or gain control or keep control of the House. I mean, uh, the economy is such a driving force. And on the other hand, I guess if you had a. Uh, a terrible recession. Any any Republican would win in the race for the White House. So the economy sets the baseline. It's probably going to be somewhere in between the extremes, and then other issues that come up um, can move you off of that baseline. You know, perhaps some of the transgender issues, perhaps some other issues will come up. Um, but but that's the general election in terms of the process for selecting those nominees on the Republican side. I think it's a a fairly straightforward thing to watch. Uh, somebody will emerge from the second tier. Somebody, basically not named Trump or DeSantis, they will they will win that lane if you if you will. And perhaps after Iowa, one of them will be seen as a serious contender. We've always seen this. Somebody can get into the spotlight by doing well in Iowa. Whether they can stay there or not is a different topic. Um, and then the next question, I don't believe anybody can beat Donald Trump, but I believe he can defeat himself. So watching what the president says and does and how he responds to things uh, will will have a lot to do with how the primary process unfolds. Yeah,
0: that was the lesson he learned in September of 2016. He had been defeating himself, and then he had a moment of discipline. And of course, Hillary Clinton had some Last-minute baggage that hurt her. It's going to be very interesting to watch if he can have an extended stretch of discipline where he stays on message and doesn't create self-inflicted errors. And I think that's really one of the, the things a lot of people are watching. Uh, the implosion. The implosion is probably a more likely scenario than someone rising up and taking him off the throne.
1: Right. And by the way, in 2016, what uh, what a lot of people missed during the campaign. Uh, but was borne out by a lot of analysis and research afterwards, is that Hillary Clinton ran against Donald Trump. He's crude. He doesn't belong here. He's not one of us. Uh, Donald Trump ran on issues. Um, so if Donald Trump wants to to win the primary again, win, he's going to have to focus on issues, not some of the other things.
0: And that's what he's been doing with these five-minute videos. They look a little bit, I mean, they're not as elegant as the Reagan ones, but these five-minute policy videos, he's been timing every six, four, five, six days. And what's happened now is he has so much policy that if someone else comes out for it, like DeSantis came out for ending birthright citizenship, it's like, oh, well, Trump already did that. So he does seem to have that part of his machinery together. It's the off-the-cuff interviews that seem to always maybe set that back. I want to ask about one other guy because you've done the first and most important poll on this. I really get a sense that Joe Manchin is very seriously thinking of running and maybe creating that third party. No labels that people have been waiting 8, 10, 12, 14 years for uh, ever since the pro phenomenon ended. You did some interesting sensitivity. He slightly hurts Democrats, but it's interesting to think that it's a 10 to 12% potential removal of voters from the two majority parties.
1: That's right. So we did this polling uh, in May. We did it uh, actually on the day we launched it on the day that Tim Scott announced his presidential campaign. So what we did is we matched up three Republicans against Joe Biden, uh, Trump, DeSantis and um, and Tim Scott. Then we after we got that baseline, we then said, okay, what if you had a choice between Biden versus each of those Republicans and Joe Manchin? And in all three matchups, Manchin got 11 or 12 percent of the vote. Um, it was not all 11 or 12 percent from Biden or from uh, the Republican. It was split. But Republicans unbalanced it did a little bit better with Manchin in the race. Uh, but I think the, the bigger story there is, you know, if he were to enter the race at 11 percent, say, um, typically uh, third party candidates go downhill. Uh, you know, as election day approaches, you begin to see their numbers peel away, but every now and then
0: they can't win. And so I want to put it on a winner, right? That phenomenon.
1: That's right. That's right. Don't waste your vote. You got to decide. Um, but every now and then Jesse Ventura was an example at the gubernatorial level, Ross Perot, to some degree at the presidential level, it doesn't happen. People are so fed up with both of the, uh, major party alternatives that that number could grow. Um, if i were if i were betting today just looking at history and all the other possibilities i would say his numbers are likely to shrink from 11% but you know again running for president is a process it's a dynamic process and it's hard to tell the future and he certainly is somebody with enough of a background um that he could move in the more positive direction for his campaign which would really shake up American politics.
0: That it would. There's no doubt about it. And uh, who would have thought that if Joe Manchin got in in a race between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, he could argue he's the young guy in the race. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) That might be an advantage. Who knew? Scott, it's always an honor to have you on. Your polling, your political analysis, I think, is the most spot on and keen in the industry. And it's a great honor to have
1: you on the show today. John, always great to be with you. Look forward to doing it again.
0: I can't wait to your next polls. We learn so much every month. It's a lot of fun. So thanks, my friend. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike. Thanks to our good friends at BrickHouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks. Welcome back from the commercial break. You know it's Wednesday, so you know what day it is. It's AMAC Wednesday. Yes, my good friends at the Association of Mature American Citizens Every Wednesday, we have a star guest and we get into the big issues that most of the other media don't have the courage to talk about. And joining us right now, we have the perfect guest. He was on our TV show last night. We had such a good conversation. We wanted to extend it here again today. One of the greatest investigators in congressional history. He did some of the most consequential things a decade or two ago, then went to the State Department. And today, he's the national spokesman for AMAC. Our good friend Bobby Charles joins us now. Bobby, great to have you back on the show. Don, it is a privilege to be on your show always. I could have gone two hours last night talking to you. We were on a roll last night with all of the incredible, uh, things that are in front of our eyes right now. And I want to just, you, you were painting a very big picture that I saw a lot of heads nodding last night in the studio, even our own control team. Like, yeah, he's, he's right on. We, we. Got through this period where we impeached the president because there was we were told there was no basis to think Donald or uh, that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden did anything wrong. And then we went through a censorship of a laptop that was a true laptop. It we, was we censored for Russian disinformation. Then we went through two or three years of other really r- r- rigmarole. And then all of a sudden, someone hit the brakes and the car went in reverse. And it is, well, Hunter Biden really was a tax cheat. The laptop was real. Uh, Joe Biden had a corruption allegation that's been hanging over his head since 17 from one of the FBI's most extraordinary Uh, Human sources in the Ukraine area So someone they trusted a lot And oh there's text messages And IRS agent proof That uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden Were involved in really egregious things People's head have probably gone uh, Swung around faster than Meryl Streep In that movie There's just an extraordinary moment Where Americans have realized For five years government and media Totally misled us about something Of great consequence How big a moment are we in In American history
2: You know John I think it's hard to it's genuinely hard to to put this in perspective as if you come up over the rise of a hill and standing before you is something that's surreal in its size and and it's it's it, what it should be is sobering to every american it's like you've been you've been pounding nails in the earth and all of a sudden you hit granite and what we what we're witnessing right now and it's hard to hard to know where to begin but you know let if we just take the dissembling at the Department of Justice and what now has begun to be an overt cover-up of actions that are clearly within the definition of federal crimes uh, committed by both Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and, and perhaps as many as seven or eight others. Uh, some of whom will probably turn in order to support, uh, in order to to save themselves properly. But the IRS and FBI uh, whistleblowers who you have just so spectacularly helped to bring to the fore and the congressional investigators who truly now have, you know, there's meat on the bone. There's a lot of it was just looking, looking, looking. And you have to look, you have to where there's smoke, you have to hunt for the fire. And then all of a sudden you find, you know, you open a door and the whole thing, is a, a backdraft. It's it's a massive fire. And that's what we're looking at right now. And and I say that because I'll just take a couple of very simple things. If you put together what we know from the Treasury Department documents.
0: Right, the SARS,
2: yeah. And, and we're talking about thousands of documents that, that were not created for congressional investigators. They were documents filed by banks that uh, CMRs, C- uh, CTRs, CMIRs, uh, suspicious, suspicious transaction reports that are required by law, and you see the attempt by the Biden family with the knowledge clearly of Joe Biden after he becomes vice president to create these shell companies and distribute or bank accounts and distribute uh, across these bank accounts monies that fall underneath the thresholds so that they don't get suspected of doing the the money laundering or the uh, the illegal trafficking in in data and in access that they were doing and then you see the ripple effect out across, uh, you know, you get the corroboration out of the FBI, you get the corroboration out of the IRS, and it gets harder and harder, like granite, it gets harder and harder to deny. I just want to take a split second, John, and read one section. I just want to talk to people about the fact that the federal bribery statutes are very, very clear. And RICO violations flow from a predicate act that is of that nature. So, here's the, the statute. It's, it's 18 USC, two Oh one and just a couple of lines directly or indirectly an official, if a public official, an official, a public official directly or indirectly corruptly gives offers or promises, anything of value to any person or offers or promises such person to give anything of value to any other person or entity with intent to influence blah, blah, blah. And then what's the influence? It's to influence the performance of any official act or, uh, being influenced to commit or aid in committing or collude in or allow any fraud uh, or opportunity to commission to commit a fraud or being induced to or omit any act in violation of an official duty. Well, this this just this, this just radiates the events that Joe Biden was a part of, whether it's Ukraine or Russia or China or Romania. And, and so at a certain point, I think Americans just have to stop in their tracks and say, I didn't want my president to be a crook. I didn't want to find this. But you know what? This is the smoking gun. And this is the guy. And I'm afraid either he gets indicted, impeached, or both.
0: Yeah. Now uh, it is it uh, is striking in its um, uh, breath now. And, and uh, you know, few months. I, obviously, I first learned about this in December 18 when some FBI sources approached me. I wrote my famous stories in the Hill in 2019. And then, of course, I got sullied up for a while as people tried to pretend it was all disinformation. But with the facts just kept coming out. The Ron Johnson, uh, Chuck Grassley stuff, the laptop, uh, then the FOIAs I won from the State Department. And now, of course, the, the Comer, uh, Smith and, uh, Grassley and Jordan work. And when you take it all together now, uh, Early on, the F agents who first approached me in 2018 said, you know, I, this feels like there might be racketeering. And a lot of people, oh, that's pretty premature. Now, as you just mentioned, so many people are talking RICO and racketeering that this was a large enterprise, multiple um, uh, LLCs created, multiple people, multiple. There's also a pattern here. That a lot of people I don't think have fully appreciated. You have a pattern of approaching oligarchs with uh in and in, in foreign countries that great are sometimes an enemy of the United States, Ukraine, Russia, Romania, China. Four oligarchs, all with legal and other issues. Uh and it seems like their the pattern is you go after them, you shake them down for money with the promise that maybe Joe Biden can do something for them um th- that would really play into the sort of racketeering concept right that there's a pattern of racketeering that is repeated in multiple countries to make corrupt money
2: you're absolutely right john so i was a clerk on the ninth circuit and and rico violations were a present at that time we had a statute so you need an enterprise which you've properly described as a as a group of people who have an intent to do something which is criminal um, and they do clearly, the second thing is you need a pattern of practice, and so it 's not a one off event you need two events, and we have far more than two events here and then you need it to be uh, tied back to a federal uh, act of criminality and this This statute that I just read is just one by the way of the statutes that they violated. I think the the problem we 've got is that the average American has been so uh you know it's it 's like it 's like trying to hear one instrument in an orchestra or trying to pick out you know one sound in a hurricane they've they 've been swamped with noise uh, and the noise has been largely invalid and invalidated um after the fact and and now you 've got something that is genuinely i mean honestly john your investigation and I would say this to others if you weren 't talking to me now. Your investigation warrants a Pulitzer Prize because what you've done is unearthed the largest act of criminal behavior by any president in the history of the country. It is truly a pattern or practice of criminality that I I don't know how a Democrat on the floor of the Senate ultimately defends this. And that's why, by the way, you have so many Democrats that are just dead silent. They're looking at this and they realize that a choice is upon them. You either believe more in your country or you believe in your party. And if if you or maybe you could even frame it differently, you either you either believe in the integrity of the process and your nation or you believe in this man, Joe Biden, and all his criminal associates. And I think that is a very tough choice and it's coming.
0: Yeah. There's another thing that's probably playing out too now, because also politics is also about pragmatism and and uh, opportunity. Uh, Joe Biden is so down in polls and approval rating and negativity on policies. Uh, Democrats, even if they weren't going to do the principal thing, it might be in their political interest to dump him and go get another candidate. And so I see a little bit of both things going on now, right? I think there are some principles. I've talked to a couple Democrats who said. Uh, and literally, people I knew for years who then stopped talking to me after I got attacked in twenty nineteen. Like, geez, we had no idea how you know how right this was, and we're starting to get uncomfortable. This does this, this is not what Joe Biden told us went on. I, I think there are people that are starting to get that pang of consciousness, and then you have the other ones who just like, oh god, maybe we should switch to Newsom or, or Michelle Obama or whoever's going to be. That's a secondary dynamic going on here right now. Uh, Have you ever seen a president two years into his presidency with so many different negatives? Because it's policy, personality, trust, and now something we've never dealt with in American history, the, the fear that maybe he's too old to be president.
2: Yeah, you know, it, 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 a couple thoughts there. One is that you're right about the political interests, and I think his best insurance policy against impeachment is Harris, because people, <laughs> uh, even Democrats, don't don't like her and wouldn't want her in the position. But that having been said, if you flip to the question of 24, um, the answer is no. I, two years into it, I mean, Richard Nixon had all his faculties. He he had he had moral, uh, he, you know, he had he had a he had a twisted moral. Uh, Compass and and that that ultimately sank him because the cover up uh, pulled him down and pulled all those people around him down that covered for the things that had happened. Even the things that happened are are like a child's play by comparison to what we're talking about here. He was so, but he had his faculties and and he also, frankly, was genuinely viewed around the world as a strong leader. I mean, this is the guy for all the problems we've got with China now. This is the guy that brought China out of the dark ages and turned them into a, a country on the world stage. I mean, he's also a guy that was as anti-Soviet as, it, as you get uh, from the get go. So he, you know, Richard Nixon is the closest I think you could ever get. And he's nowhere near this. I mean, we have an individual whose capacities, mental capacities, quietly everyone knows are, are declining. We have a president whose respect around the world is declining and didn't start very high to begin with. We have a guy who was lying to the American people back to 1988 when he plagiarized Neil Kinnock's speech to try to run for president. We, we have a guy that has discovered that if you just lie enough, if you, uh, if you lie uh, boldly enough and often enough, somehow you're going to keep skating over the thin ice. And now the ice has broken and he's going through. And I think the average Democrat really needs to – Republicans, this isn't going to surprise so much, but I think the average Democrat needs to look at the data and say, my own integrity is at risk here. Because if I favor the cover-up, if I favor the ignoring the crimes that were committed, I'm at least morally uh, – it's a moral hazard. I, I, I'm morally – uh, complicit in this stuff, so I think it's very tough, John.
0: Yeah, you put it in such great context in a, in a historical context, which is important because I think this is a moment that's a little bit. You know, we always have our political scandals and our beefs in Washington every couple of years or something, but this one really has a size and scope that could be historical in consequence. And uh, as you always do, Bobby, you put it in such great, um, great context. I want to turn to your other, one of your other many great expertise, and that is world affairs. Um, and you talked about Joe Biden's mental capacity. I guess last night he he said that uh, Russia was uh, losing the Iraq War. I guess he forgot what war Russia's in. But uh, that that for a moment again, you can't keep making those mistakes on the world stage because they shake world leaders' concerns when they hear that. But I want to get your assessment. You you had some brilliant analysis on the TV show last night. About Russia and what has gone on uh, with um, the Wagner group um, uh, revolt this weekend, really significant dynamic change on the ground in russia isn 't there
2: Yes, there is, and uh, you know to your earlier point, by the way, you know a lot of this would be comic if it, if it weren 't tragic and and I think uh, we 're talking about the most we are objectively the beacon on the hill. We are the most powerful country in the world, militarily, and we have to have been morally. And to see us slide is disheartening, not just for us, but for countries around the world. Our allies don't want to see us fall into the abyss. Russia and the Wagner Group, What it what it tells us is things that are both tactical and strategic, and these are objective things. There's you know lots of people argue well there was a faint within a faint within a faint and this was intended and that's a conspiracy and uh, you know I say you might be right you might be wrong but I'm going to put all your stuff over here to the right and just set it in a pile, and I'm going to tell you what really is going on. the the morale on the front, in on the Russian side of the line, is is in the pits, and that's because they're sick of losing boys. In a battle that they were told was necessary, but the Russian people are beginning to lose face both in their leader and in this conflict or in this conflict and in this leader. There's also a clear uh, morale problem based on the dissension between the uh, the Wagner group and the the uh, those that have been paid to basically to fight and released from the prisons to fight and the regular army. Uh, those that are left from the regular army who came voluntarily, as well as those are conscripted. So th- there's there's that, and that of course bodes very badly for Russia in this offensive uh, that Ukraine is pushing forward. It also elevates, of course, what what has occurred here is is Putin was directly challenged, and there's no way he invited this challenge. He 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 did not. You know the people who conspiratorially say, well, this was all a, a setup to get him to look better. I I, I really I really doubt it, and I'm going to tell you why. Once a leader is challenged, once he can be challenged again. And Putin hates the notion that he can ever be challenged. And so he will come down hard as rocks on anybody now within the organization, within the military, within his own civilian environment who questions him because he doesn't want that again. But the strategic side of this is that it puts big questions in front of President Xi in China. Um, It makes him either he's going to redouble his efforts to support Russia and try to buck up a guy that's that's clearly sliding, and the credibility of both him personally and his offensive are sliding, or he's going to back off and say, you know, I need to watch closely because all authoritarian governments, people don't realize this, are really very fragile. I mean, this is why, for example, Xi completely reversed course when his population saw on television, when they finally were allowed to watch television, and they saw at the World Cup that the rest of the the world were not wearing masks. And yet in, in Shanghai and all over the place, they were being told, well, man, within 24 hours, because the potential for an uprising was enormous, uh, when they realized that they were being treated differently from the rest of the world, he immediately, within 24 hours, dropped all these restrictions. And of course, and it, why? Because authoritarian governments are fragile. And what Xi sees in Putin's the challenge to Putin uh, by the Wagner Group, is that is that all authoritarian governments are fragile. So, you know, the, the sad part is that, that sometimes you get an overreaction when the, the fear is that you're going to get some sort of domestic response. It happens in every kind of government, but especially authoritarian. So you could see Putin come down really hard and do something radical. I hope he doesn't. You could see Xi do something radical and he's flying bombers over Taiwan's airspace right now. So let's let's be very vigilant. That's my that's my kind of call sign.
0: So many people heard what you said last night. I'm glad you expanded on today. And that, that, that we haven't been thinking about China, but that is the the wild card in this Russia moment. And uh, it took it took your expertise to get people looking that way. It's such a very important dynamic going on. Bobby, we have this great relationship With Amac, and you guys have set up a special way for people on this podcast and on the Just the News site, on the Just the News No Noise TV show, to get. Uh, a special membership at a special rate. I, I went in, in the five years. It's the best investment ever made, folks. I, I paid, I think I paid my five year fee back to myself in like the first three or four savings when I used the discount card that Amart gave me. But you go to amac.us slash just news, amac.us slash just news. You're going to get incredible discounts, offers for products you can't get anywhere, insurances, Medicare products. Um, and then the most extraordinary political intelligence you're going to get from any side i now check and this wasn't always the case i check amac every day now as a journalist because there is news and theory and analysis and interviews that you can't get anywhere else from the podcast to the news division of amac go to amac.us just news today match me on my five-year membership it'll be the best investment you get bobby i want to ask you because you're the national spokesman there are just so many um, values to membership. I used to always remember the old American Express Club commercials, but uh, AMAC has a lot more benefits of membership. Can you just, uh, as someone who's benefited over the years and helped other people become AMAC members, what are some of the top uh, prizes and opportunities that people get when they join the AMAC family?
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of the best kept secrets. And I really think even though there are you know, more than 2 million members nationally, there ought to be 50 million. because. You really get two things that we all crave right now. The first is you get financial benefits that, um, you know, that, that are, as you mentioned a moment ago, John, across the board. They, they range from medical to uh, hotels to, you know, insurances to your, 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 your basic products. And you get these things by virtue of a, you know, you start out with a $16 membership, it's minimal, and, and, and you can go up to five years. But the reality is, at a time of inflation, when we're all looking for something that's going to be a sure thing, AMAX membership is is a short thing on the financial side. But the reason that I am drawn to them, the real reason I'm drawn to them is that having worked for Reagan and Bush 41, but in particular for Reagan, the notion that we, have something to defend here in America, and we need to get it defended, is, is embodied in AMAC. They are literally the legacy, I think, of, of Ronald Reagan. They, they are a, an organization that not only defends all of your constitutional and statutory rights at the federal level, but they have, they have turned with, with literally hundreds of thousands of calls and emails and volunteer opportunities, but, but with, with their own delegates. They have turned the dial in dozens of state legislatures on everything from rank choice voting, to the moral issues, to the election integrity. So the bottom line is, if, if, if you care about America, from pennies on the dollar, you not only benefit yourself, but you save this country, its solvency and its moral fiber and compass for the future generations. And that is why I go to AMAC.us every day myself, John, and, and I, I learn from others who are in, in this organization. But I, uh, I think that you cannot do better today than to spend uh, the equivalent of a couple of cups of coffee on an AMAC membership and then have it pay off for you for years to come. It's
0: crazy. I, I had no idea until I joined. I, I turned 55 years. Ago, I got I got an AMAC, and not only is it an incredible alternative to AARP, but the political. I'm I'm a smarter journalist just by going to the AMAC site every day. I learn things. There was this great uh, story the other day on the site uh, where uh, the realizing that by looking at the Biden. Uh, uh, policies and performance thus far, you really got to see the true consequence of the Obama agenda, that Joe Biden was not only the extension of the Obama agenda, it was the proof that the Obama agenda had lots of flaws which our economy, our national security and our, clearly our social policies now are making painfully clear to people, but you get that sort of analysis, you join the AMAC action, you can do civic duty, go be an election watcher, which I think is such a great, noble thing to do, uh, or call your lawmakers, get engaged with policymakers. It's um, unlike anything that
2: I've experienced. You know, one last thought, and that is, John, that we, we live in a world in which it's easy to admire the problem. We know the world is full of problems, but one of the things AMAC is always doing, and, and one of the very few organizations that I've ever been a part of, you get solutions when you go to AMAC.us. You see what they're doing. They are active every single day. I'm on the calls with people. They they are just all over the place making good things happen. So, you know, if you want to be part of the solution and just not admire the problem, uh, that's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, that is such a great point a great point and uh, an important one. It's an amazing thing, folks. Go to AMAC.us News. It's very simple to remember. Uh, it is great. If nothing else, sign up for the daily newsletter. It is an extraordinary. Extraordinary uh, gift that comes into your EMOX every day. And you just end up being so, so much smarter. Bobby, just one last thought. As you look out, Congress will be off for a week. When they come back, there's some big questions. And the question that seems to be bubbling up the list is the impeachment of Merrick Garland. Uh, as you look at it now, is there starting to be a body evidence that he misled Senator Chuck Grassley uh, and that his department was interfering with the IRS and FBI agents?
2: It certainly looks that way to me, John. I mean, I I read the public record and I listen to those that will call me or or that answer the phone at the other end. And what I hear and what I see is someone who, I mean, I hate to put this phrase on it, but, you know, you have a bitter old man who wished that he could be on the Supreme Court. And thank God we dodged that book. Um, but, But the reality is that he's out there denying bluntly in his sort of gravelly, you know, listen to me, I'm the attorney general voice. He's denying facts that people are putting their entire reputation uh, behind. And and when we see IRS whistleblowers and FBI whistleblowers, multiple, uh, who are uh, of extraordinary integrity, by the definition of integrity within the these departments, uh, who've been there for an awful long time, and who say, no, you know, in effect, Mr. Attorney General, you're lying. Well, you know, that becomes an impeachable. When an attorney general the fair administration and truthful administration of the laws is the only thing we 've got when we lose the honor of the attorney general when 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 we begin to lose the Department of justice and and, and i 'm not talking about the the top you know Democrats, but i 'm talking about the attorney general you know the top Democrats at the at the second or third tier, but the attorney general himself we 're in real trouble and i think I think that is why people are very seriously and soberly talking about impeachment. If people know Chuck Grassley, just go back and look at this man's record. This man does not overstate. He is a sober minded, very conservative in terms of the way that he looks at the law kind of guy. And he's been around the Judiciary Committee forever. And and I'm going to say when when you start contravening and it, it, when it comes down to the credibility of whistleblowers that have put their lives and their reputations on the line and the Chuck Grassley's of the world versus a guy that's got all the political reasons to cover up and appears to be lying. I think, I think you've thrown down. This is, this is a titanic battle. And I think that uh, Merrick Garland's going to lose.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, if you told me two years ago, he'd be the first one on the line of impeachment. like ah, That doesn't seem possible. But he doubled and tripled down on a story that seems to be contradicted by maybe as many as seven or eight witnesses, an email, contemporaneous text messages. Um, and uh, and I understand the Justice Department Inspector General is beginning to find some pretty significant issues in this. So. Keep keep, uh, uh, eyes open, folks. This summer is going to be a long, hot summer in Washington for the Biden administration and people like our Attorney General, Merrick Garland. Bobby, it is always an honor. I could talk to you all day. I just enjoy uh, learning from you as a journalist and reporting on all the great stuff you do, and we'll get you back on real soon.
2: Absolutely. I appreciate it. And I just always a privilege
0: to be on your show. Uh, That goes both ways, my friend. Good. Definitely good to have you on today. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800-200-GOLD, Gold. that's 800-200-GOLD, and find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number, it's 800-200-4653. GOLD, or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls, You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JustNews. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS one more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. If you want to get a copy of my new children's book, Hidden Headlines, which teaches the dangers of censorship, and why the First Amendment was first to our founding fathers, why we need to restore it to being first, go to bravebooks.us right now, bravebooks.us. You'll get my book free if you sign up for the subscription book club. If not, you can buy my book, A La Carte. All of them, very important discussion. My son's hamster, chunk. An inquiring dog name, Seymour Clues, a detective. They pair together to solve a major censorship issue, keeping the Hamster Headlines newspaper from getting to the hamster village. The tubes in the village are clogged. Yep, that's the allegory for social media censorship. Go check out that book. It's a great way to teach your children, grandchildren, nephews and nieces the importance of free speech, maybe something that their educators aren't doing for them. And of course, go support all the advertisers and sponsors And partners of Just the News, Clear Path, Heritage Action for America, Birch Gold Group, who's been such an extraordinary anchor in our community for a long time. They all have great products, great services, great values that align with your values. As someone who cares about the future of this great country, go check them out today. Most of them have a Just News code you can use to save money, and that's a special offer. AMAC, of course, too, Association of Mature American Citizens. You heard Bobby Charles yesterday. That was a great interview. You can join a five-year membership, get huge discounts on things you buy, services you get, and, of course, you get a lot of trustworthy news and information and opportunities for civic engagement, a grassroots army trying to make America a better place in a moment of great peril to this constitutional republic. So go check them all out, Brave Books, all the way through to Amac Gold and so many others that have been so good to us. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is, we sure do. Not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store, it's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows you can listen to this podcast and many others like it like Victor Davis Hanson or you can read the stories that we do a 50 60 70 stories a day of the breaking news investigative reporting accountability reporting go to the iOS app store or the Android store today, download the Just the News app, read, watch, listen, three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting john solomon i want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the just the news experience possible you can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference all you got to do is join the just the news vip club that's right what do you get for the vip club first off ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters no ads no dancing videos no autoplay videos An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at JustTheNews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family. The immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say.